It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live at 9 a.m. Central Time from Houston, Texas. This radio show is free all the time to my listeners. I have an archived audio library of spiritual and metaphysical teachings here, available free at any time of the day or night to everyone on earth with access to a computer. These shows are educational, and most of the time I'll be interviewing others who will be telling about what they know, the books they've written, or the spiritual work that they do. And sometimes I'll be the one doing the teaching, so please join us anytime, either live or later in the archives. I have a free email newsletter to sign up for that, or just to read what's on my website. Go to hotpinklotus.com. Also, I've published two books so far, Edina, Energy Medicine from the Stars, available on Kindle and Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, available on Amazon and Kindle. The second book, Akashic Records, is about Akashic Records readings that I've done for other people and the effects of these readings on their lives. I'm still doing Akashic Records readings, so if you're interested, contact me. The call-in number for this show, if you want to make a comment, or ask a question on the air is 347-945-5309. Well, good morning. It's July the 7th, I think. Anyway, it's Friday. It's 9 a.m. Central Time. And today my guest is a very dear friend, Melissa Lockwood, who is a really awesome tarot reader. She's been reading and teaching tarot for well over 30 years. She does most of my readings, and she's also an astrologer as well as a numerologist. This woman has been walking the path for a very long time and is a very spiritually evolved being and has a lot to share, which is why we're talking to her today. So without any further blah, blah from me, let's welcome Melissa Lockwood. Hello, Melissa. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. Thank you. I'm so glad to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a delight to have you here. You know, the one thing that I'm really excited about is that you're now sending out weekly um, astrological summaries, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm enjoying them very much. Uh, I I love the way that they're very regular once a week so you're not overwhelmed by the next six months all at once <laughs> and yeah, i can't think that far ahead <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right you're in aries <laughs> and the other thing is that they are compact they're what you need to hear and another thing that's always been one of my pet peeves about astrology is how negative it is and these are not negative negative. and if there's anything to look out for you phrase it in a very positive way 
So I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So um, is it okay with you or if I read your this week's forecast so people get a feel for what that's like, or do you want to do it? No, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Let me locate it. Here it is. July 6, 2012. Is today the 6th or the 7th, anyway? It's the 6th. It's the 6th. Yeah. The big event this week will be the in-conjunct between Mars in Libra and Neptune in Pisces. Neptune's in Pisces on Sunday. In-conjuncts create fiction, showing us where adjustments are necessary. This is in the realm of our hopes and dreams around love and relationships. Along with the Pisces moon on Saturday and Sunday, we are likely to feel emotionally fragile and vulnerable. The best antidote for this is to redirect this energy into meditation and spiritual practice and try to attune ourselves to the higher vibration of Neptune. Since Neptune also rules what is hidden, some long-held secret may come to light. I love it when that happens. <laughs> Uranus, the ruler of revolution and sudden change, will be retrograde in Aries from July 12 until December 13. We may see the overthrow of old institutions, and in, and individually it will help us internalize the transformation that's been taking place. Uranus in Aries demands justice. What we can no longer tolerate, globally or individually, demands immediate correction. Mercury in Leo will be retrograde from July 16 through August 7. All of Mercury's retrogrades this year are in fire signs, igniting passion and excitement in our thinking and the way we express ourselves. It also brings up old patterns of attachment for reconsideration so we can rework or release them. Active, energetic Mars entered Libra on the 4th. This, along with Saturn in Libra, is really urging us to pay special attention to our most important relationships, recommit to soulmates, and resolve any karmic attachments. Jupiter continues its long transit through Gemini, allowing for expansion of the mind, grand ideas, and new choices. Thoughts quickly become things now. Neptune retrograde in Pisces through November 10th offers us the opportunity to connect on a deeper level with our inner guides and angels and expand our psychic abilities. Chiron, the wounded healer, is retrograde in Pisces through mid-November. Pluto continues its slow move through Capricorn, breaking up old political and institutional forms as we create a new global reality. The new moon in Sweet Loving Cancer will be July 18 at 11.24 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah, and you know, new moons are always a great opportunity for making wishes. I'm always, you know, make your wishes on the new moon. um, And then over the next two weeks, as it grows to full moon, um, the angels will get out there working on it. You know, so I think new moons, and full moons are important, but new moons especially because that's where you set your intentions. And do you agree with the idea that each new moon, depending on what sign it's in, has specific potency for certain areas, like oh, having to do course. with home? Yeah, what, right. can you talk and about that home, a little bit? Yeah, our issues about security and safety. Um, you know, it could be family, you know, mother, it's the sign of the mother, so... If you are a mother or becoming a mother, any issues around 
um, mothering, you know, or uh, that that can also make attention. But I think mostly, like you say, it's home and our our issues about how we feel safe and what makes us feel secure. Mm-hmm. It's about the physical body too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cancer yeah, can be. It's interesting. You know, I was thinking a lot about the trends this year. And, of course, I think really over the last couple of years, we've had just some very intense um, things coming along to force us to transform. We're, excuse me, you know, this is, you know, we've kind of begin, we've been through all that chrysalis stage. Now the, the butterflies are starting to come out. And it's so important. And the so I think it's deep transformation, and we're we're witnessing it globally. I mean, surely look at everything that's been, you know, really changed in big ways politically, economically, you know, big big changes, and then individually, you know, we're we're shedding, we're releasing, we're rebuilding, we're getting focused. We're finally figuring out like who are we? What do we, what really matters? What do we really want to commit? To building right now because that's what happens. You know, you know, you release to make room for something new to come in. Um, and the other thing is relationships. That's been um, really, really big is uh, working on relationships. And I think what I've started to realize is that as we work on our relationships and figure out why this is like really wrong or really great, I really want to keep going with it or you know, it's time for you to go, whatever it is, it's also giving us some insight into who we are. I think we're kind of getting, it's all about really getting clear about who we are. We're getting prepared for, I don't know, do you think it's ascension? What do you think is, I I don't know, something big is coming. (laughs) And I think we're all going to be ready for it when it does. And I I agree, and I don't think anybody really knows right now what it is. I mean, we, we all have a general idea of what it is, but I think it's something that it hasn't happened in such a long, long time to human beings that there's no written record. And so we just kind of have right. to learn. That's one reason to learn to go with the flow and follow your guidance, because you, right. you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but I also want to make the point that you know, with all of these, you know, things about Mercury, uh, Neptune and Pisces, the dreamer, the imaginer, the, you know, how what, what's possible. Um, and, and, you know, Uranus's revolution, Pluto. I mean, all of these planets that are really showing us. I wanted to talk about something else. Well, you know, um, you know. It kind of sounds planets, like what you just Gemini, said was. Oh, Jupiter, Jupiter and Gemini, that's the one. Jupiter yeah. and Gemini, which is about expansive thoughts and ideas and fortune, good fortune. So I think that in the same way we can set, like we set our individual intentions with the new moon, that we can collectively put our minds to uh, what is it that we want to create. You know, we don't have to, that's what this rebellion is all about, is, uh, overthrowing, and I don't, you know, necessarily mean let's take arms and overthrow. I mean, I think we do it on a spiritual level by, are we not all in agreement that everyone should be free, should have food, should have a safe uh, environment, should um, be healthy and safe? And, and the freedom to be who they really are. Yeah, 
And so I think that if we collectively kind of agree to that, that every sentient being, and I'm talking about humans and animals and, the, uh, you know, all the kingdoms that are sentient, that, you know, that's all we have to do. That's all we have to do. It's as simple as that. We just have to agree everyone is entitled to be free and safe and happy. And if if we do that, we focus on that, we dream and imagine a, a that kind of world, what would that world look like? What would our planet look like if that were so? It'll just happen. It will just begin to unfold. And uh, I think that's the power, too, of a lot of this kind of, no, we don't have to accept things the way they are. And if you don't like it and if you don't think it's right, you know, then, you know, we can do something about it. I also think that... Another part of what you're saying is that consciousness is extremely more powerful than most people realize. And that what you focus on determines where you go in in terms of if there are converging timelines at the end of this year, if there's like an apex and a convergence of timelines, you Mm -hmm. get to choose which one you're going to be on. And if you're in fear, your consciousness is like the navigator of the spaceship that you are, and you wind up on a different timeline if you're living in fear and dread and worry and drama than you will and a much less pleasant one than if you focus on on what it is that you want that's yeah, positive. It's, it's, exactly. It's the power. It's, what is it? Um, oh, I just had it. Uh, the power of attention, attention but I, or yeah. another phrase that I want to say. But basically, you know, it's it's really physics, you know. It uh, truly is. We all have an energetic field. We know that. I mean, we, you know, we everything has an energetic field around it. And we set that field. And is it uh, the power of attraction? That's what I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. So we attract what is like us. So uh, if you know like you said if if it's if it's fear or whatever you know guess what if it's peace if it's bliss if it's uh joy and gratitude guess what you know you get that and uh, i'm always telling people i think this is my 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 drumbeat is you know not to worry about the details you know what you think is going to make you happy oh if i could just get that job or that guy or whatever you know I, then I'd be happy. Focus on well, what does it feel? What do you think it's going to feel like if you get that thing you want? What do you think it's going to feel like? And just focus on that. Just focus on the end result and what you are feeling as a result of that. And then let spirit take care of the details. You know, because I, I think that's the other thing about that, that we're going to come to understand while Neptune transits Pisces is the, the Are you there? Yeah, <laughs> You've been talking the whole time. Oh, there was, was a slight disconnect there for a minute. and then... Oh, sorry. Well, okay. I think that, that, that spirit is, I mean, it's unlimited possibility. Right. Beyond our human comprehension. We little mortals here cannot even begin to comprehend what is possible. So don't limit yourself to that, you know, limit, you know, it's unlimited. All you mm-hmm. need to do is like, I want to be happy. I want to be safe. I want to be healthy. I want to be, you know, 
dot dot dot. And then immortal. Uh, there. <laughs> I don't want to be immortal. I'm not so sure. I hear. I want to be a light body. I think that's what ascension is. Yeah, I think ascension is becoming, turning into pure light. Plenty of people have done it in Tibet. They just keep it kind of quiet. Well, in Asian countries, that's more supported. Um, But, yeah, I think you become the next stage of evolution, which is your body, your physical body, turns to light, and all that's left is hair and fingernails. That's what I think is going to happen. Seriously. Well, no, no, no. I, I didn't mean to laugh. You know, yeah, I know what you mean, you know. Uh, I do think it is going to be, I don't think it's going to be a comet hitting the earth or flipping oh, no, no. You know, I don't the poles or anything. I, I do think it is spiritual. I think it is a spiritual understanding. Well, and that's the other thing, you know, keep harping, sorry, on Neptune and Pisces, but it is making us more, you know, it's opening our third eyes. It's making us more intuitive. If we become more intuitive, then we, by, you know, naturally, we become more empathetic. And if we're more empathetic, you know, we are more compassionate. We are more tolerant. We are more, you know, how do we work together? Even though you and I are completely different, whatever, politically, genetically, you know, whatever our differences are, you know, let's, let's still help each other thrive in all ways. And um, you know, I think that that's a a big part of that becoming more spiritually awakened and conscious, maybe, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as far as a, a comet hitting the earth, there may be a timeline where that happens, but those are gonna be happening in the timelines where the people who are scared spitless and think about it all the time are living. And you're mm-hmm. all invited to come over here where we are. Yeah, by right. just changing your thoughts and your attitude. That's right. Yep. That's right. So um, you're also, and you're sending out that newsletter every week. So if somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, what would they do? Um, they could email me, <clears throat> excuse me, at PsyChick, that's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K 777 at AOL.com. And I'd be happy to send it to them. And I usually try to get it out um, Thursday night or Friday morning, you know, for the week ahead. Okay. Um, and you don't send out other stuff? It's just that one weekly thing? Right, right. And and you don't sell their email addresses to anybody, right? Oh, no, 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 no. People I need to hear that, so that's why. Oh, um, okay. No, I would never do that. No, it's very private. I'm, you know, I, uh, well, you and I, you know, both doing the work that we do, I think we both have the attitude that it's sacred, you know, when people confide in us and put their trust in us, you know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I consider that a sacred contract, you know. I do too. Um, but not everybody realizes that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if uh, now here's one of the other things that you do that we haven't talked about in a while, and that's numerology. In fact, you started doing that before you did, didn't you? Before you did anything? Yeah. Mhm. How'd you get into that? It's a funny story. I was a volunteer um, at, at an organization, and I was probably the I was like I don't know nineteen or twenty, 
and probably the only person there <laughs> that was unless the ladies there were a lot older than I was. One of them was studying numerology. And so she was getting all our birthdays and doing our charts and she took my chart to class and it turns out that the teacher and I had the same birthday. We were thirty years she was thirty years older than I was, but but she wanted to meet me. And that's you know, talk about you know, I guess when the student is ready the teacher comes, you know, it was a completely serendipitous event but uh certainly Set me. It was the first time, I guess, I had met people who talked about these things. Who talked about metaphysics, uh, and then one of the ladies, in fact, the same lady, <clears throat> kind of took me under her wing, uh, and she would just take me odd places, you know, to med- you know spiritual churches and. Uh, events and things and you know just to expose me I mean she was so I look back and I realize what a generous thing that was for her to do um, and how much I learned you know I learned a little bit about discernment you know because she was very um, you know you know we, we would talk about things and um, it was it was just great I was very fortunate and it's yeah. such a great tool you know because you don't need a computer. You don't need books. You just, you know, you need a cocktail napkin. You can do somebody's chart, you know, once you learn it. It's mm-hmm. really simple. And so you took classes or you studied books too? or I did, yeah. I took classes yeah. with this lady. Yes, I did for a couple of years. And we stayed friends for many years after that, you know. You um, know, the funny thing is I started out doing most of my learning from books. And they didn't have things like blog talk radio in those days so that you could go get taught for free. And um, It was hard to find books in those days. Oh, my God, yeah, and you had to buy them. They certainly weren't in the library. No. You know, they would have burned you at the stake for witchcraft. (laughs) No, just kidding. Uh, That you couldn't find them. And there were only some very rare bookstores. And, you know, I I look back and I think how much we owe people like those two ladies who started Aquarian Age Bookshop, for example. It died probably 45 years ago. It was was around until they died in their 80s. Um, Mm -hmm. And how much we owe to those people and to people like uh, William David, who started the Esoteric Philosophy Center, and this is all in Houston. Uh, for those who are listening elsewhere, but uh, don't forget to honor your teachers um, mm-hmm. because I, I'm trying to do the same for other people now. And and I'm looking back and saying, wow, what if those people hadn't been there? And right. that's why I want to help others now. That's one of the reasons I'm doing this, um, what has turned out to be a library of metaphysical teaching um, mm-hmm. is so that people who are in places like small towns and and the like who um, are, are in a, a country where these things are not appreciated can listen and learn and yeah. um, be supported in their... Because mystics and mediums and psychics and intuitives are born all over the planet into different varying circumstances and different mm-hmm. varying locations and... You know, we all need support because we are right now in the minority. Well, I wonder about that because I was going to say, I think also 
be true to yourself. If this is something you're interested in, if this is something you want to talk about, don't be afraid because there are probably other people out there and you don't know you're working together or living next door to each other or, you know, they may be, there may be people who will be in judgment about you and have negative, you know, so what, you know, but what if you found someone living next door in your workplace or wherever you go, you know, um, who is like-minded and you're both so hungry to have a dialogue, wouldn't that be wonderful? And if we, I believe that's um, true in Western civilization, Melissa, but I still think there are countries in the world where you can get in trouble for doing that. I know what you're saying. But the other thing that's happening is these children who've been incarnating for the last 20 years or so, and especially the ones that are coming into incarnation now, I mean, they're going to have extraordinary abilities, and they're going to have extraordinary, you know, they're just going to be so special. Imagine to make the choice to incarnate now uh, what their destiny must be. And, um, you know, we've, we've got to make a place that's really safe for them and, and supports them in really being, uh, you know, allow, allowing their, their special abilities to, to thrive and be recognized, you know. I think it's just going to be, uh, you know, an irresistible force. You know, I, I think it's just going to happen. But um, I'm just so excited now. And I think... You know, a lot of that work that was done in the the 50s, I mean, I'm sorry, the 60s and 70s, you know, the kind of spiritual enlightenment that began to unfold, I think, you know, we've all been in preparation for this, hasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And there were people working behind the scenes like in the 1950s. One of the best books, one of the greatest teachings I ever got from a book was not very many years ago, a book that was offered um, by Patricia Cotarobles and written by Telus Papastavros. And the name of the book is The Gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, for those who are oh, listening. Oh, right. right. And The Law, The Gnosis and The Law. And this is channeled material from the Bridge Society, whatever that was. And there was so much information in that book. And this was done in the 50s. And the Seth materials, weren't those channeled in the 50s and 60s? I mean, there's mm-hmm. some pretty amazing, powerful stuff that was being done by just a few awakened people. So can, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine what it's going to be like when most people are awake. And I think you're right about the children today being born awake and not needing to be awakened. Right. And right. Uh, well, you know, but you go back even like, to the uh, uh, 19th century and that big, influx of stuff coming from the East, you know, and then we had the Golden Dawn, you know, all of the Theosophical Society, all of these, um, you know. The spiritualist movement in England, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I think that kind of got it started, but I think it's evolved now. Uh, I think we've taken it to another level. You know, we built on that. And um, I think really we're, we're bringing back like you say, something that was that comes from before recorded history. I think we're restoring something that has been asleep. You know, we're all you know we're waking up spiritually, and um, like and, like we were saying in the astrology, the mysteries are being revealed, exactly. old hidden yeah. secrets. Well, 
and you know the hidden stuff that that comes up a lot because that's Pluto's big job. You know, he's the uh, Lord of the underworld, and so some of these energies that we're talking about, you know, these squares and these oppositions to Pluto that are occurring right now. You know, a lot of them are going to be external, like, um, you know, we may see some uh, stuff with the, with the Earth. Um, now, you know, all these fires and all this lightning stuff, I mean, that's all Uranian. But mm-hmm. Pluto is more about, you know, earthquakes and, you know, stuff under the ground. But it can also be about things that are resources in the ground, like oil, um, mineral deposits, things like that. Diamonds. Those things. But esoteric. Oh, wait. Hey, do you think that under the ground it could also be we, we discover alien bases if they're there? Oh, oh gosh, yes. Well, you know, that stuff, you know, you know all about the Bosnian Pyramid and the tunnels underneath. And what was it like a few years ago in Egypt? We know now they're finding all these tunnels, which at the moment, sadly, you know, we don't know what's going on, but I think we will. I think that, that let's hope that's one of the big secrets that comes out so we finally get to find out what's been going on there. So. Or that they discover things in those tunnels and we do find out about it because with the Bosnian pyramids, they make it very public all the time. They've been very open. And maybe mm-hmm. they're going to discover things in the tunnels during this period of time that that are earth-shattering. Who knows? And maybe the same thing's going to happen with tunnels under some of the other pyramids because the, the, uh, the geo-radar indicates that there are tunnels underneath all no, the and I was going to say that, yeah, with the use, now that they're using this geo-radar, it's not only finding tunnels, it's finding the pyramids themselves that are buried. You know, yeah. I mean, there's temples. That also in the radar. satellites from up high, the satellites, you know, that are, mm-hmm. the satellite imaging is how they're discovering a lot of the pyramids, like the ones in China. They're just going, what? Pyramids in yeah. China? Turns out there are. Right. So it's all oh, very exciting to me. You know, we oh, think yeah, it's yeah. South America, but they're, they're all over North America. We're finding oh, they are. Yeah. They're just deeper, and they're covered by more dirt. And they're right. not seen and as I, pyramids. They're seen as medicine mounds. Right, right. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. There's something bigger underneath. But I also wanted to make the point that Pluto is also about the esoteric hidden things. And so I think, again, it's like the awakening of ancient wisdom and ancient teaching and that's going to be coming and i don't mean like a couple of thousand years ago i'm talking about hundreds of thousands of years ago maybe you know whatever that ascended those ascended civilizations are um or were you know they are reascending they are re you know they're coming back so another way of saying that is sorry Another way of saying that is that we are going to become uh, aware of our surroundings and part of uh, to see the extra-dimensional beings that have been around us all along and that we were not noticing. And perhaps those are ascended civilizations all around us because if they're in a different frequency and we can't see them, Maybe once we can see them and communicate with them telepathically, that's kind of what you're talking about. I mean, that's one of the possibilities that they then begin to teach us. And, you know, and, and to that point as well, just for everybody listening, I think everybody's becoming more interested. We're talking more about 
angels and spirit guides, and we're more aware, um, depending on our level, you know, our evolutionary level. I think everybody believes they've had a message from a deceased loved one, or they've gotten some kind of sign, or they've gotten, uh, or they feel their angels when they pray, you know. I mean, I, I think we're becoming more aware. And the more we acknowledge that, really, the more you acknowledge that presence, those signs and omens that you see all around you, the more you'll get, the clearer, the more clarity you will get about all of that, the clearer it will become. So don't be afraid. And I always tell people to ask for signs, um, you know, and, and they will come. You will be surprised. You will be surprised at how clear the signs will be uh, when they come, you know. And the thing is, you have to watch for them, too. You can't ask for them, mm-hmm. and then when they show up, go, oh, that couldn't really be a sign. Right, right. You gotta, you've got to accept them when they show up. Yeah. yeah, the guidance is there and available. Oh, it's, it's just, all around us. Yeah. yeah we just, you're exactly right. We have to just start paying attention. Mm-hmm. Notice the signs and portents. People and are... are <laughs> what? And then say thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, don't forget to say thank you. Yeah. Um, a lot of people talk about you know dream symbols, and if you see this in a dream, it means so and so. If you see that in a dream, it means this other thing. And the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, you can interpret your entire experience by symbol by symbols. In mm-hmm. other words, if something happens to you, like like somebody, this happened to a friend of mine once. Uh, the whole left side of her car got smashed in. Well, what she was going through was a a breakthrough with her husband in deciding she wanted to have more power in the relationship. She wanted to not be, this was over 20 years ago, not be pushed around so much, not have him make all the decisions. She was standing up to him, and he was getting upset. So the left, left side of her car showed her symbolically how she was feeling. That the right. female or the left was feeling smashed. Right. So fortunately, she was studying metaphysics at the time, and she got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And there, there are all kinds yeah. of positive. I think in some sense, you know, you talked about universal, and I think there's some truth to that. But I agree with you. You know, sometimes things can have a meaning just for us. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, we. I think as we go through life, we make certain kinds of personal associations for things, and or, or uh, again, with you know, I'm thinking of loved ones who've passed on, getting messages where mm-hmm. um, things will show up, so letting us know that they're present, and our angels, our angels, my goodness, they're all around us. You know, and they're just sitting there waiting for us to ask. You know, if we just get our egos out of the way and say, here, you do it. <laughs> and then let go and let them do it and not pester them every 15 minutes asking exactly. if they've done it yet. Exactly. Yep. Surrender. Yes, precisely. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of dream symbols... Uh, mm-hmm. You also do tarot readings, uh-huh. and um, you have learned a lot about the union uh, symbols and their relationship to the tarot. Uh, now, 
For those listening who don't know, Carl Jung was a contemporary of Sigmund Freud, only he was into astrology and tarot and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, J-U-N-G is how it's spelled, but it's pronounced Jung. So um, can you give us some examples of uh, the relationship between, say, a, a card in the major arcana and how that can be interpreted as a, a union symbol? Okay. Uh, well, the first thing that pops to my mind is the lovers. And I'm sure a lot of people, you know, it's uh, two nude figures, and there's a tree of life on one side, and there's the tree of knowledge on the other. And above them, well, there's a huge sun filling the sky, and there's also a huge winged angel. I should pull it out and look at it while I talk about it. Um, now, exoterically, of course, you know, traditional um, uh, interpretation is, you know, your soulmate, great love of your life, partnership, marriage, all of that. Now, esoterically, it's about the a perfect balance. Yin-yang, male-female, light-dark. You know, it's like when you achieve that divine balance in in your life, then you open up your crown chakra to the divine, which is what's represented by the angel uh, above. And um, so you're in constant, you know, when you get that divine harmony, that divine balance within yourself, then you achieve this constant um, support from the divine. And so you're always in harmony with uh, and, and tuned in. That's what I'm trying to get to, tuned in to uh, the divine. And, you know, everything just is, you know, so happy and glorious. And you're in balance. You know, you're not, you know, that, that wonky stuff that happens doesn't happen anymore. So that's a lovely one. Um, so when you say in balance, are you talking about like the male and female aspects are in balance? Career well, and home life, or? I mean, all okay. of it, you know, just that kind of harmony and peace and that sense of, you know, I think at some point we've all experienced that sense of grace. And what we have to know is we can always feel that. We can always be in that presence if we stay mindful of it, that we are in a place of of grace. And, you know, we are, and this is my belief, I believe, that we are emanations of the divine. That we oh okay the fool here we go let's let's talk about him because that's that first expression of you know so he this fellow is standing on a cliff and he's not paying any attention and he's just getting ready to take a big old step and it looks kind of scary but uh, lots of things in this in this card um, okay the sun well first of all mountains anytime you see mountains or, um, you know, any kind of elevated thing in the tarot, that represents, you know, because a mountain is the closest to heaven you can get. So that represents, you know, like in the Eight of Cups, he's beginning his ascent. He's just now starting the process of going up to a more ascended level. Um, But here at the Fool, we see him beginning his descent into, because that's the first card, um, and the zero, you know, is the great cosmic egg. All things are possible. And he's just beginning to separate from the divine, which is the sun, 
and and come into this dimension, into having a physical experience. But what does he bring with him? He's got his little knapsack with his eye, uh, you know, the little eye embroidered on it, which is symbolic of his past lives, his past incarnations. And so he brings that with him, but it's kind of, it's all uh, bundled up. So it's not like he's consciously bringing it in. He's it's just sort of back there with him. Um, the little dog, the little white dog, uh, animals are always somehow spirit. You know, they're like, um, you're, you, you have studied shamanism, you know, spirit guide or a spirit helper, I guess you'd say. And white is, of course, the purest form of spirit. So it's a spiritual helper who's coming along with him. And so he, uh, he knows to trust. He's he's in so he's such total complete because he's still connected with the divine. So he still remembers that he's an emanation of the divine and a sacred, you know, being. And he hasn't forgotten that, you know, the ego uh, and the magician card hasn't started to develop yet. So he still knows. Uh, everything's fine, you know, I don't have to worry about a thing, I don't have to worry, I don't have to be conscious, you know, that's where the consciousness and the ego start, you know, in the next card, which is the magician, we start to see that separation of the divine, as the ego and the consciousness develops, um, then, then we start to see that separation from the divine, and then it goes on through the major arcana, and then at some point there's a turning point, and then we start to try to that journey back, which is what is achieved at the end when we have the world card, you know, and we're back dancing. The great cosmic dance again. Mm-hmm. So. so the the union interpretation is the more spiritual interpretation than not mm-hmm. the mundane everyday. And a lot of people only, in fact, many many people only do the mundane interpretations and not the yeah. spiritual interpretations. No, well, it depends on what. The question is, and I'm well, sure it does, but some people and I can't do also, the other. And I think you can also offer both. Yeah. You know, well, here's here's the re, you know the real stuff, like what you're experiencing, and you know what they want to know, the gory details of how it's all going to unfold or whatever. But let me tell you what's going on in a spiritual. Level. Let me tell you what the purpose of all of this is. So I think that's what the Indian or the more spiritual interpretation gives you is okay we can talk about what you're experiencing and you know all of that but we can also try to understand on a soul level what's happening you know uh, and you know because really we got to get that that's the purpose of all of this of all of our experiences is to uh, awaken us and help us evolve and become more spiritual beings you know, and it's only when we're resistant or, you know, not paying attention to that that we start to feel discord or interference. And um, so, and we keep experiencing that until we kind of figure it out. Hmm. So, if somebody wanted to get a reading from you, mm-hmm. do, you do you want them to email you and let you contact them or... Do you want to give your phone number, or what do you want to do? Yeah, they can uh, email me, and um, I do mostly on the phone. Yeah, I do most of my readings on the phone. So 
if if they want your email, all they have to do is go to the show page, scroll to the bottom. If you don't have anything to write with in the moment, don't worry about it. Scroll to the bottom of the show page for this show, and her email address is there. Thank you. Uh-huh. And um, so we've got probably 15 minutes left. What What direction would you like to go next? Well... Is there anything you wanted to say today that we haven't even touched on? I I think we've touched on a lot today. I think yeah. the most important thing I would hope people would remember is, you know, we are all co-creators of our experience. And I think too often, you know, like the magician, and the magician's a great card. I love the magician, you know, because he does take control. He does... He sets his intention. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Um, you know, co- you know, he's the co-creator. But I think sometimes we make it too complicated. And again, you know, just go to the end result. You know, um, of of what it, what do you think it'll feel like if you get what you want, and just go to that, and allow and not worry your, about what happens in between or the steps to get there. Exactly, exactly. And know that everything is possible. And I love that prayer, and you should share that, because I think that's the best thing in the world. And you and I both used that so successfully, and it's just incredible for the littlest things for the biggest thing. And that's the other thing is spirit doesn't have a judgment about, oh, that's too inconsequential for me or, you know, whatever. I mean, to ask for a parking space, to ask for a job, to ask for, you know, uh, a miraculous healing. It doesn't matter. Uh, You know, just ask, you know, it's it's just unlimited. And you have a wonderful prayer um, where you ask for the most benevolent outcome, and um, you always say it perfectly. And you and I both know it has immediate results and also, you gotta then surrender. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. And, uh, yeah, you can't keep asking every five minutes. That's true. Right. Well, it's not. It's not really my prayer, but it it was uh, comes from a book by Tom T. Moore, M. O. O. R. E. called The Gentle Way, and um, he talks about lots of examples of what people have manifested and. Like you said, anything from the mundane to the extremely, extremely complicated from a parking place, which he suggests you start there because that way you see the immediate results. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a short prayer, and he says, his guardian angel says it's important to say it exactly. I highly recommend people get that book for first place, The the Gentle Way by Tom T. Moore. But these, this is how the prayer is worded. If it's for yourself, there are two different prayers. One's for yourself and one's for someone else. So this is the one for yourself. I request a most benevolent outcome for, and then you state what it is you want. Uh, May the outcome be better than anything I could have hoped for or expected. Now that sentence is optional. You can just say, I request a most benevolent outcome for a really great parking place in front of the Kroger when I get there this morning, and then say thank you. That's very important. And if it's a big deal, you can supercharge it with may the outcome be better than anything I could have hoped for or expected, and then you say thank you. 
And the other one is, and I want to give an example of that. Let's see. I request a most benevolent outcome for feeling happy, healthy, and energetic all day long. Thank you. Um, And you can do something a lot more uh, precise than that, too, for a specific thing. Um, And then the other one is what you do for someone else. And the, the lovely thing about saying these prayers to angels is that they will figure out the best way to do it. And if it's not in the other person's best interest, it's not going to happen. This way you're not manipulating anyone, which is a really big deal to me. I really don't want to incur that kind of karma. So let's say, for example, um, I uh, I request a most benevolent outcome for, um, let's see, let me think. A neighbor, maybe. Uh, My neighbor, um, Walsh, my neighbor named Walsh, that she have a glorious, magical, excellent, beautiful day today. May the outcome be better than anything I could have hoped for or expected. Thank you. But now if you've got a friend or a relative, like say you've got a sister with a drug problem, you can say this prayer, may the outcome, let's see, I request a most... I ask any and all beings to come to the aid and assistance. This is, I may have misspoken the last time. I ask any and all beings to come to the aid and assistance of my sister and then fill in her name in finding excellent drug treatment. May the outcome be better than anything I could have hoped for or expected. Thank you. So the wording of the second one is I ask any and all beings to come to the aid and assistance of so-and-so in, and then you fill in the blank, what you want to have happen, and then say thank you. Um, And it's real powerful. I mean, oh, and the other really cool thing about it is if you say it for total strangers and you don't get anything at all, not even acknowledgement. I mean, I do it for people on the street, you know, the homeless and so on. it burns off your own negative karma, mm-hmm. creating positive karma in its place. So thank you for bringing that up. I just think that yeah. powerful. Yeah, and I do want to make another point about karma. And I do think we have to be a little careful about interfering with other people's karma. And I always tell people, you know, like if they're praying about, their say, uh, their relationship with their, you know, romantic relationship. Not to, you know, oh, I wish this, you know, thing with this guy would work out or this thing with my boss or whatever. I always say, again, focus on the end result. I wish I could be in a happy, loving, um, you know, romantic relationship. I wish I could be, you know, I wish for um, a, a harmonious workplace uh, where I'm so happy to go to work and I'm, you know, well paid. You know, I'm always careful. Now, if uh, what I do is if I want to, now I think that's that's wonderful, and I think we can always pray for the health and happiness of our planet, for all the people when we know that there there's suffering, and we know there is suffering in this world. You know, I think we can pray. Certainly, certainly, that's a, good, a beneficial thing to do. I think individually, I, I usually say, "Is it all right if, you know, I burn a candle and say a prayer for you?" You know, I usually I, I usually ask for permission, but mm-hmm. the way around that, of course, would be to 
you know, uh, all may all beings be healthy and thrive and happy, you know. Mm-hmm. The thing I I feel about the angels and the and the way that we if we pray for someone else for a specific outcome like they should get drug treatment is that then you what you're doing is asking angels for that and then they judge if that's what the person needs or not mm-hmm. and it won't happen and you go into the understanding of that prayer that it won't happen if it's not in that person's best interest right. So that's a beautiful thing. And that's a hard thing angels. to comprehend that sometimes suffering can be in one's best interest. But I think it's a we've, teaching experience. That's how is. we learn. And I think certainly you and I can both look back and see, you know, some of the most difficult experiences of our lives brought forth the greatest gifts. And I believe that too. I believe when spirit offers us a challenging experience, there will always be a gift in the end. And if it's only in finding out, you know, how strong we are, uh, who our real friends were, you know, are, you know, whatever it is that we gained from those experiences, there's always a gift in suffering. And uh, it may not be clear at the time we're going through it, but pretty quickly you'll, wow, you know, if, I had, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have this wisdom. Right. Insight, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, and many times I wouldn't have the beautiful, successful life that I have had I not gone mm-hmm. through what I went through, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing. So, yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, this is the Earth School, and I, and I realize a lot of people don't understand what that means yet. But what that means is that we're here to learn, and experience is how you learn. Right, and a lot of karma is being released now. You know, we had that transit of Venus last month, mm-hmm. and two things about that. First of all is about dissolving karmic contracts. So lifetime after lifetime after lifetime where we may have been engaged in some kind of karmic dance with somebody, done, uh, move on. And now new karmic relationships are going to be created. And karma is not a bad thing. It just means we're... You know, spiritually engaged. You know, it's not yeah. And there's there's positive karma too. There's exactly. you know brownie points exactly. in the bank as well. And now that we're you know approaching everything with a, a greater wisdom and understanding, we're going to attract better, you know, more harmonious. I like to say um, relationships. The other thing is restoring the divine feminine. And so much has been going on with with Venus and everything. You know, just it's all about that. That's I think that is part of the new energy and new vibration that's coming in is the restoration of the divine feminine, um, which we've really needed. You know, not this competition, not this. If you get something, I it's something taken away from me. It's like no, we can all have abundance. We can all thrive. We can all have more and more and more, you know, and celebrate. And that's another thing uh, I think is important is if there's something you want in your life, look around and see where you can celebrate other people enjoying it. Because the more, because spirit gets that. They say, oh, she really likes watching happily married people. or She really likes seeing, you know, healthy, miraculous healings or, you know, uh, if you can, you know, really celebrate and, and just be happy for others' success, 
and and well being. You know, all of it. It'll come to you too. That's yeah. So. That's an absolutely beautiful sentiment and a great thing to end the show on. <laughs> so, again, if anyone wants to get in touch with Melissa, her email address is at the bottom of the show page. Just scroll down, and uh, you can get a reading from her. You can be be on her email list for her weekly astrological updates. And uh, thanks for being with us here today. Oh, thank you so much, Lois. It's just been wonderful. I had fun. I did too. <laughs> okay. We'll have to do this again soon. I'd li- I'd love that. That'd okay. Be great. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Remember, I am still doing Akashic Records readings. If you would like to schedule one of those, contact me, Lois, at hotpinklotus.com.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.